0: Thank you. Knives Out Minute by Minute. It is Thursday. We are almost done with the week. I am your host, Meg Griffin, and I am joined again by Sam Stovold. How are you doing?
1: I'm great. Happy to be joining you today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We are discussing Minute 1 hour and 38 through 1 hour and 38 and 59 seconds. A lot happens in this episode. Oh, baby. (laughs) In this minute, this is is a good minute. Um, If you don't remember where we are from yesterday, we are still in an abandoned laundromat. We have found out that Fran is the person who might be blackmailing, and she is still alive. So this... A uh, minute, we actually get Fran trying to talk. She implies that she has made copies and has hid the information. Uh, she accuses Marta, says, you, do, you did this. Um, we get her lying on the ground, struggling to breathe. And we get a slight hesitation from Marta as she decides whether or not she's going to run away from the situation or help. Uh, but very quickly grabs her bag, calls 911, and does CPR on Fran. Um, this minute ends with uh, Benoit Blanc singing in, his, in the car, uh, kind of oblivious to the fact that there are emergency vehicles around him, uh, as he sings, losing my mind from whatever playlist he is listening to. The last line of the minute is, Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I was such a good, I was, that was, I got to give, that was a good impression.
1: (laughs) Man, this is Uh, like the ending of this minute could not be better. (laughs) It's like (laughs) just in so many ways, I feel like this minute is like the reason that movies by minute podcasts exists.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is so much happens here. It is, I, I, when I first found the minute by minute podcast, I thought it was insane because like not much can happen in a minute, right? But this minute, like so much, we get an accusation, we get Fran, we get her starting to you know the morphine is is causing issues. We get Marta having an internal very very quick. Like I don't want to sit here and make make it sound like she definitely like it. It is more of, like, a fleeting thought that uh, I could run away from this and be good, but... It vanished like a shadow. Yeah, um. like, she's she's <laughs> a nurse. Like, she has pledged herself to take care of people, and she's tired of running. That's what she's been doing the whole movie. So, um, I don't know. I remember this moment, this minute, and the first time I saw it, it is, like, one of the first times that I tear up. Because I am such a softy. I tear up at anything that is just overwhelms my heart and just the fact that marta could have run away could have done anything and instead she tries to fight to save fran's life
1: I, yeah and
0: it's and it's not a question for her it's like it is so very clearly like there's no other option for her this is what she's going to do
1: i yeah i know what you mean like even just um i've been uh watching these before we record each one and i could still even just feel like this like raising of my heart like yeah. like the the because mo- like, the music also swells i think it's the the score really underlines the um the choice that That's she's rare. making <laughs> but it's um i i've definitely this is like a, a sequence of the movie that i have teared at up at too um she oh, she's so good anadomas um and yes. uh yeah, it, it's, I think because it's not necessarily that you think, like, she's gonna let this person die. It's, and I don't even think that she thinks that. I think she's just, in those brief few seconds, weighing the consequences. Like, if this person yeah. lives, that's the end. Like, I, I'm not running anymore, and what does that mean for me? What does it mean for my family? You know, like, she's repeatedly said, like, I don't care what happens to me, I'm just worried about my mom. Right. And so that it has to come into play. Like just, just even for a moment, like there's slight hesitation, but it's not, it's not because she's like, oh man, I'm so close to getting away with this and getting the money. It's like, no, this, this is the end of my life. More importantly, it's the end of my family's life. But that That
0: is definitely an, an important distinction is that you're, you're right. The, the thought that probably crosses her mind is not, I could get away with this. It is her mom. Because that's who Marta is. Like you're right.
1: Yeah, she's just she's the best. Like she's not. She doesn't want any of this, you know. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> no, understandably.
1: Um. Oh, yeah, it's. It's yeah, it's so good. I oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I I get yeah. um. I get a little teary. I just um. Uh, during the whole sequence, like where it's between her and Harlan uh, earlier in the movie, and like marta's basically losing it and she where she realizes that she switched the the two things like i don't i don't remember if that got to me the first time i watched it but every subsequent time i'm like oh no (laughs) you know i'm just like kind (laughs) of emotionally i'm like losing it for and uh but yeah i think first time the sequence was also probably the one that uh was the, the first time that Got me a little teared up because she's
0: our hero. Yeah,
1: you don't even i I don't even think I'd realized just how much I'd like fallen in love with her and her story, and just like, oh my god, yeah. I, like <laughs> oh you're you're doing the right thing, and I yeah. it, it's co- it's gonna cost you so much, but it does it doesn't matter in that moment, and uh,
0: she doesn't care. Yeah, she just she's it, so much of our like movies and heroes and things these days is like really trying to humanize and gray up heroes and, like, that whole, like, they're people too kind of thing. And it is really nice to have a hero that is um, not... I was about to say not complex, (laughs) but she is. She's definitely complex. Like, again, these past three minutes that we've discussed, like, there's so much serious acting going on here. But uh, it's... She's such a good person. Like like at her core is just th- what is the D and D chart. Like I always forget the but she is good. like that neutral good. Yeah, she, I don't know she what is what they all like mean. somewhere in <laughs> lawful good land for sure where it's just like she's gonna do the right thing because it's the right thing. And um and probably would have if her mother um if you know there wasn't the whole legality about her mother she probably would have turned herself in you know
1: yeah um, earlier on i think like, yeah i think so i mean <laughs> yeah i mean you know she's got her how does it refer to her uh regurgitative reaction <laughs> like <laughs> she's not the type i of, love that <laughs> <laughs> she's not the type of person that uh is gonna want to you know cover things up or hide or obfuscate or anything like that so yeah. uh
0: which again, like, I, lying makes you sick, but you're cool giving CPR to a woman who just had a spider on her face. Like, yeah, yeah she's you know,
1: medical <laughs> professional. I'm sure she's had oh. to deal with some stuff. <laughs> I,
0: I I gotta I've seen my fair share of nurses in life, and like, I they are. I mean, even before COVID, I thought this. Obviously, with COVID, like, our medical professionals are just the absolute heroes of the world, but. Uh, the things that nurses have to deal with and everything, like, I I know I'm not built for it. I, like, the small level that a mother would have to deal with, I'm not built for that. <laughs> so I can't imagine, like, how nurses do anything of, it's insane. Oh, my God. I, yeah. But,
1: I, I I think it was about 10 years ago. Um, I had some medical issues where I was, like, kind of in and out of the hospital a couple times over the course of a year. And that was, it, like, hit me, too. I was, like, you guys are amazing. Like... The doc- yeah. Like, do- you know, doctors are great, but like the nurses are the the ones that are like in the trenches, really like the yeah. stuff that they have to put up with and deal with and see. And they're 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 heroes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they really are. Which I like, again, I wish this was pre-COVID where it's not sounding very cliche to say that, but
1: I know they I, really, I, really are. Yeah, like I said, <laughs> like the, it, it hit me. Yeah. It, yeah. Pre-COVID. I mean. <laughs> obviously every, you know everybody is much more aware of the uh, oh yeah of the amazing yeah. things that these people are doing but yeah nurses are great shout out to any nurses listening we love you
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um, and then it's like just so again play in this movie we have spent three and a half minutes or so uh, in this abandoned laundromat I was about to say warehouse we're definitely in a laundromat Um <laughs> And it's – we've talked about how dark it is, how it's just, like, sinister and creepy. And we just get this wonderful juxtaposition of, like, things are going bad. And then we get Benoit Blanc just singing his heart out.
1: Oh, my God. It's got to (laughs) be
0: Daniel Craig's, like, actual playlist. Like, you can't convince me otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) Like, as much as he's getting into it, I'm like, you knew this song. You actually, I think I did read at some point like he actually specifically went with the Liza Minnelli version of this song because he loved it more than the original.
1: Okay, all right. So, that okay, (laughs) so this song, um, I wasn't actually familiar with it, I I looked it up in preparation for this minute, same, and uh, yeah, well, I I liked both versions a lot, (laughs) and that was actually going to be a question I had for you is and I mean, you've just said, do you think? all right well so let's talk about it from a couple perspectives daniel craig <laughs> benoit blanc and ryan johnson um do you think it's the broadway version or the eliza minnelli version because there's a couple different interpretations that we could
0: i am fairly convinced that it is the Liza minnelli version um that benoit blanc is listening to yes okay that being th-
1: <laughs> go ahead no go ahead. no that, that that was where i landed too but so I even tried to sync them up a little bit last night. I was, uh, yeah, <laughs> to see, and it it seems like it might be syncing more with the Broadway version, but interesting. I, nonetheless, I cannot I, shake the fact of how much I want to believe that Benoit Blanc <laughs> is listening to the Liza Minnelli pet, pet shop. I poison. believe
0: that he is, but I will say that based on what I read, um, I will not, I, I wouldn't doubt if the script actually lines up with the Broadway, because from what I read, Ryan Johnson, like, listened to this album on repeat while writing this. Yes, yeah, I saw that um, too. Which, like, so the musical is Follies. It came out, I think, in the 70s, and is based on the 1920s. Um, I've never seen it. I don't know the last time it was actually on Broadway. Um, I kind of, like, went through it quickly to see if there was, like, a related clue to this and I think it is just the fact that this is the album he listened to he wanted to add it in
1: well it, it was a little bit of that <laughs> but um, also it's a Stephen Sondheim musical and um, uh, Stephen Sondheim is apparently a huge um, like a murder mystery fan oh, and okay. uh, would even have like uh, murder mystery parties with all his friends and stuff like that would invite all his friends and so um I think there's definitely some truth to the fact that it's just Ryan Johnson was <laughs> listening to Follies, and uh, so he's like, "Yeah, I want to throw this in." But he did mention, like, even aside from that, there's like Sondheim has connections to the murder oh, mystery sorry. genre, and apparently, like, oh, I should have written it down, but there was um a character. Oh, and uh, some a, a movie called Sleuth, which I'm okay. not familiar with, but apparently one of the characters in that is rumored to have been based on Stephen Sondheim
0: okay so there's
1: there's some connective tissue there uh and i do think that ryan johnson in his mind was referencing the the broadway version not the liza version. very much so
0: i agree i agree i think it's two different people interpreting it but in the best way yeah
1: in the um in the audio commentary he even mentioned uh like yeah it could be it could be either version. I don't know. I don't even <laughs> but uh, it seems like Ryan Johnson his heart lies more with the Broadway version, which yes, oh, they're, both, yes. they're both fantastic. I I'm so glad they that are. I know about this song now. It's really <laughs> up my alley.
0: Um it I have, uh, recently was like I want to throw a clue party or like a murder mystery party and was like I feel like that's something People make fun of people for. <laughs> I was like, I just want to get dressed up. Quarantine, man. I just want to get dressed up and like throw some kind of. It can be a party where we just dress like the Clue people and actually just play the board game. But That's I a start. Like, <laughs> I wish that murder mystery parties would make a comeback. I guess is what I'm trying to get to. Uh, my,
1: I, um, my group of friends was doing murder mystery parties for a while, and I, I think they did three of them, and I only managed to make it to one. And by the time I made it, they had um, they had expanded it to it was like some sort of weird, uh, like fantastic creatures murder mystery party. Oh. So I was I was part of the group of fairies in it.
0: Very cool. And, I love this.
1: <laughs> but I think they had started out with some more traditional ones. I think they had previously to that they'd done like a western themed murder mystery party, and then uh, I think the first one was more of your standard uh, like sort of clue setting, but
0: don't love yeah just
1: love just do it you know if you want to do a murder mystery party yeah you, know, you can start with the clue board game but don't don't <laughs> stop there if yeah if murder mystery parties are in, uh in your heart just live <laughs> live <we're>, that bliss <laughs> play the
0: follies in the background that'd be great <laughs> both the uh 1920s and the the actual musical i do um i love the 1920s so i knew what the follies were but yeah, I never heard of this musical, so I, I'm going to have to check it out, or at least find the album and listen.
1: Yeah, I actually was kind of bummed that I, I waited as long as I did to look into it, because as I looked into it, I was like, oh, Same. now I, I would have not minded watching this beforehand. I don't know if it would have yeah. really added that many layers to this minute, but it's...
0: Probably not, but it would have been a culturally important moment mm-hmm. in some fashion, I'm sure.
1: Are you um, um, Are you familiar with uh, Sondheim, like any of his other stuff?
0: Uh, I've seen, I saw Into the Woods, the the Disney version. I have not seen it on stage. I think I have seen something of his on stage. I am terrible at remembering who the creators of the musicals that I've seen are. Okay. But I've seen, I think, 15 musicals okay. or something like that. Well, I imagine um,
1: some of those. Uh, so... He did the lyrics for um, West Side Story. He didn't compose the music. So that's, okay. that's one thing. I mean, I don't know if you... I actually only caught up with that like a year or two ago. Finally. With West Side Story? Yeah, I hadn't seen it.
0: Saw that very, very young. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but then also, in terms of written and composed, um, I did see the film adaptation of um, uh, uh, Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber okay. of Fleet Street. Okay, yes. so.
0: That's... I have seen that, yeah. But I
1: actually, I don't know, looking at, um, look, just looking into them a little bit while I was, you know, reading about the song from Follies, I was like, oh, I need to check out more of these, because I liked Sweeney Todd, but I don't know, just even reading about Follies, I was like, oh, man, this seems like even more something I would like, because it's, it's something, it's like, what is it? It's like the, the old, um, uh, showgirls like from the 20s coming back to the theater like 50 years later or something, and they like sort of are doing yeah. duets with like ghost versions of their younger selves.
0: Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's the vibe I was getting, and also like definitely re-questioning life choices and of who they married.
1: Yeah, well, it it, yeah. it sounds it seemed really good to me, and I mean, it, I at least know that I'll love one song in it thanks to this. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And I was just running really quickly through his list to see if there was anything else. And like I know I've seen a chorus line in some fashion. hmm Uh and same with actually Music Man was about to come out. Um oh, Music Man on is Broadway. That song out? Uh it looks like it.
1: Okay. I actually still haven't seen that, but that's a big one.
0: I haven't either. Oh no. Sorry, maybe he just did one song in it, my bad. Oh, okay. Um I did wanna see Assassins, which I think is
1: um
0: that the errant of that was in that in, in like a, when it came back to Broadway again, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I, there's something about um, his shows that feel like the inspiration for a lot of shows that come out now rather than the shows that I actually have seen, if that makes sense.
1: Um, yeah, I, I get that. And apparently one of the things he was known for um, when he was kind of an up and comer in the Broadway uh, scene, is musicals that tackled kind of more difficult subjects. And yeah. I'm, so I'm sure that that had a pretty lasting effect on, uh, you know, on the way like musicals that are produced today look like. And
0: yeah. Yeah. It, I'd be interested to see if any of them. I don't know. I don't know what Broadway is going to look like in a year or anything, you know. It'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. um, if any of them come back.
1: Uh, I'm sure Broadway will be back. People are people are dying to get oh, out there.
0: No, sorry. I meant his shows. Oh, I, Broadway yeah. will come back. That I'm not worried about. Okay. <laughs> uh, I am very glad. I got in to see uh, the musical six, like right before Broadway shut down. It was great. And and I saw um, Ruth Nega in Hamlet. <laughs> um She, I don't know if you know who she is, but she played, actually played Hamlet. It was phenomenal. Mm. And then the world shut down. It was great. So (laughs) (laughs) I miss Broadway quite a bit.
1: Oh, I've Um, never, I've never even been to New York.
0: uh, Highly recommend if you ever go. I lived there for five or six years. I can help you out a little bit.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'll I'll hit you up for recommendations.
0: There you go. Um, So yeah, this, it's, very like again I, I feel very connected with Benoit Blanc oh, is what oh, I found yes. talking about this because I am very much the person like she ran into doing an errand. sure I'm gonna put on my playlist which is definitely either gonna be musicals currently Heather's is kind of like the one I've been listening to but like Legally Blonde was stuck in my head for like six months <laughs> and would just be jamming out and completely oblivious to everything going on like it just adds another layer of that how is he this world-renowned detective when it takes the ambulance pulling up for him to be like, oh, something's going on.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I It is one of the most relatable moments, I think, too. Yeah, like, I've definitely been just sitting in a car, just belting out music. and <laughs> complete, Yeah. Again, oblivious. <laughs> and it's so... It's so funny. Like, I can't... I crack up every time. Yes. And I just... I love... <laughs> like at it, it already feels so distant. But at the beginning of this episode, we were talking about like this huge emotional moment that Martha's having, and then like <laughs> it's just like this smash cut, and it's like you're you're just... you're feeling like the emotion swell within you, and then all of a sudden, like before you've even had a chance to process it, it's just Daniel Craig just like shout singing in the car, <laughs> and it's like. Yeah probably the funniest moment in the movie to me and it just it's so unexpected and delightful i i I love it so much
0: (laughs) i do too because like especially um with sherlock getting as big as sherlock has um over the past hundred years and you know especially thinking of like benedict Cumberbatch, um sherlock and like that detective being someone who is always on always can see the patterns everything that's going on knows immediately when something's wrong and knew it like 10 steps ahead but also still just let it happen i love this idea of a detective who is so i get human like i i we don't get enough of that like just we get human detectives in the sense of like Mm nitty-gritty but i just love this like Who knows how many mysteries he's solved, how many murders he's solved or anything, but the dude is still jamming out to Broadway musicals. (laughs) Yes. I'm here for it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's exactly what um, uh, Ryan Johnson said is like, he just, more than anything, he just liked the idea that just in the middle of his case, he's just, uh, he's (laughs) just got this like showstopper from a musical just going through his head. (laughs) So great.
0: So great. Isn't that how it always is? Like you just need to find that comfort song that helps you unlock whatever it is yeah and
1: you can't control it (laughs) you know i've been sad and had happy songs in my head and vice versa you know it just happens yeah
0: (laughs) yeah my my running playlists tend to be all upbeat but my writing playlists tend to be all very sad breakup songs and (laughs) to the point that i get teased about it so yeah um
1: uh I also, I just want to make a note here, something, um, looking over the script, uh, for these minutes, it reads in the script, uh, Blanc, sitting in the car, singing softly to himself. <laughs> and so I have to imagine that this is a Daniel Craig choice. Because this is not singing softly. <laughs>
0: no, this is belting, and then you are like, "Oh, someone is watching me as they shop high." How are you doing? I am so embarrassed belting. Like, I love it. Yeah, I
1: just feel like it has to be something where Ryan Johnson like s- just saw what Daniel Craig was doing, and he was like, "Oh my god, yes, more of this," because <laughs> it's it's so not what he wrote, and it's like, "Uh, oh, th- this is great. This is so good." <laughs>
0: And it's not even, like, he's humming along with his head. Like, he pulled out his headphones, put it into his phone, and is, like, jamming out. Like, it's it's so relatable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Another thing in the commentary is that apparently this was Daniel Craig's iPod Touch that he would listen to on I set. I
0: knew it! I knew it! I knew it! I knew that he, like, wanted, or, like, was a fan of the Liza Minnelli version of the song. I knew this was his phone. That's so <laughs> So great. <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, uh, that Liza Minnelli version is great, too. I,
0: <laughs> it really is. I, I'd
1: listened to the um, the Broadway one, I think, like, maybe three or four times or something, just to sort of, like, you know, wrap my my head around it. And yeah. I was like, yeah, this is really good. And then I put on the Liza Minnelli one, and I was like, oh, wow, okay. This is the same <laughs> song. Very different vibe. I also love it. Um, yeah. If Yeah, if anyone's familiar with uh, Pet Shop Boys, they, I think, produced it. And then she sings. I think so, And yes. so... It's got just total 80s poppy synthy vibes. It, it came out in 89, but it sounds like it's like smack dab in the middle of the 80s, more than 89 yes. to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I do want to jump back a little bit and talk because like Fran is trying to talk in this episode. And yes. We, I mentioned it, but we haven't really touched on it. And she like says some things <laughs> that um, I remember the first time watching being like man, you are not nice. Like, <laughs> Calm down. Marta made a mistake because she's like, there's copies that have been made. And it is really interesting to watch the scene, not knowing what happens mm-hmm. versus knowing what happens and seeing the actress in different lights and like how she's portraying it. It's so great.
1: Yes. Cause, um, again, avoiding spoilers, uh, but what's what comes across as accusatory the first time it feels more like urgency the second time yeah like it's just that she looks intense and angry but really she's just struggling to convey anything because she's in so much pain basically she's dying
0: yeah especially about the copies like that it is really hard to not take the you did this Anything but accusatory. But the copies line, for sure, changes based on, mm-hmm. um, you know, what you know about the movie. Yeah. Um, Edie Patterson plays Fran. I had to to look it up. Okay. Because uh, I was drawing a blank, too. Um, and she just did a phenomenal job in the scene.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she's... She's so good. <laughs> Everybody's so good in this movie. Like every, even like yeah. just the people in the bit parts. I mean, not that not even necessarily that Fran is a bit part, but like they're all. But she
0: kind of is. Yeah, I
1: mean, yeah, in comparison to all the other the you know the more major roles, but there's no no acting no actors wasted. I feel like in this.
0: Yeah, I definitely. um I mean, I, I watch everything with subtitles just. To- out of habit at this point but i was very curious (laughs) um with you know the phrasing and 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 everything of this and it is specifically you did this
1: yes i I noticed that Um, in the script as well i was also curious when i was reading it (laughs)
0: uh and poor Marta, just being like i know i get it I'll still save your life just calm down (laughs) i know
1: i know i i I love that because it yeah like just the way that she says it's. you did this, and Martha's like, uh, and but still, you know, I love that. Like, dials nine one one on speaker, and then mm-hmm. like immediately gets down there to do CPR.
0: It's so great. It's so great. Um. So today's question is: What Ryan Johnson movies have you seen outside of this? Uh,
1: I have seen all of them but Brick. I still haven't seen Brick yet
0: really okay i still have only seen this and the last jedi okay yes okay i was like wait is that the right movie but yes Yes, um and and i think i saw looper a long time ago which is i think what i've said every single time (laughs) but i have not gone back to watch it to confirm that i've seen it so
1: well it um okay well so the first i looper was the first thing i saw um, okay. There had been a lot of good buzz surrounding it when it came out, and um, I think I still, regardless, I went into it with some cynicism. I'm like, eh, it's probably not going to be as good as like whatever action movies that I <laughs> that I enjoyed in my youth <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. And yeah. I remember walking away from it just being like really surprised. Like, oh, that would, was so much better than I thought it would be. The performance was so fun, and. I didn't know that it would become his hallmark, but I was like, I really did not see the whole, like, third act of that movie, where
0: yeah, I don't know if
1: it'll ring any bells to you, but it, like, it it goes from being, like, kind of a really um, forward momentum action movie to then it's just uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character uh, hiding out on this, like, farm with Emily Blunt and uh, her son, and it sort of, like, really slows down at that point, and you, you spend, like, a lot of time Suddenly, getting to know like Emily Blunt's character, who hadn't even been in it that much prior, and I just remember like thinking, like, "Wow, I did not see the movie going this way." And yeah,
0: I definitely did not see this movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I recommend it. It's really fun. I don't know if you like. No, it's if you like time travel stuff. Yeah,
0: it's I love time travel stuff. I love to write it and yell about it because it never makes sense.
1: Oh yeah, and this movie Uh is it's great at both not making sense and calling attention to the fact that it doesn't make sense in a really funny way
0: I think I get it confused with and I don't know if these movies just came out at similar times or if they even have similar names but there was like a Justin Timberlake um, movie I can't remember who the female lead was and and then it's the guy from uh, Roseanne and the Big Bang Theory I'm totally forgetting his name as well but anyways Uh, it's John
1: John Goodman no. <laughs> He's in Roseanne. <laughs>
0: yeah. Anyways, uh, which was, I think, another just time travel-esque movie, which is probably why I get these confused. Hmm, I don't
1: even know but... what that one is. Um, I definitely recommend Looper, though. It's uh, it's really good. I, I went back and watched it, um, I think, after I'd fallen in love with uh, Last Jedi. I was like, hey, you know what? I need to revisit Looper. And I was like, oh, it, it holds up even better than I thought. But another thing I remember about Looper is that it – really it nailed a sort of world building uh aspect okay. that i feel like you don't see as much in movies where it almost yeah. like i can see why they gave him a star wars movie because there were certain aspects of it where uh it takes place i think i want to say like <laughs> maybe 50 years in the future or something like that and okay things aren't like crazy different but they're like different enough that it's like fun to like notice and think about without him calling too much attention to them which i think is a lot of why people like star wars it's just like this is the world that you live in um you can dig into it if you want but uh it's it's all just there on the screen and you just either either make sense of it or i don't know not care about it which is also a valid option (laughs) um so i saw that a few years before and then um I had kind of forgotten about, I didn't even really think about Ryan Johnson after that, but when Last Jedi came out, that's, like I said earlier in the week, that's sort of when I was like, oh my god, I love this guy. Like, this is, for a while I was saying it was like my favorite Star Wars movie. I've dialed it back. It's my third favorite now. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> so, still high up there. Uh, knocked out a movie from the original trilogy, which I never thought would happen. Um, Interesting. Yeah. and um, And then, yeah, after that I saw Knives Out. And uh, like I said earlier in the week, I loved it. And then um, in preparation, I was planning on watching the rest of them before we recorded. I did get around to *Brothers Bloom* last year, um, and okay. that was good. Um, a friend of mine, I know he really loves that movie, uh, and so I was kind of interested to to check it out. I'm I liked it. Uh, it's probably not going to be one that I revisit, though. I imagine if you watch it multiple times which i think is the case for a lot of ryan johnson movies like you'll unlock more more pieces of it that you maybe didn't catch the first time or like things will sort of come together that you weren't even aware um that like a like a jigsaw puzzle was being created as you were watching it the first time but still at the moment it's um of the ones i've seen it's probably bottom of the heap i've heard really good things about brick i need to see brick
0: i have heard good things about brick i always forget about the brothers bloom which is ridiculous because i love mark ruffalo so oh yeah
1: he's yeah they're yeah it's a fun team mark ruffalo and adrian brody like they are yeah it's fun to spend time with them for the whole movie (laughs) um so yeah i'm i i've definitely despite having not not having seen brick yet i will i'm excited to follow ryan johnson like wherever he goes um there's there's rumors that have been I, well not rumors he's supposed to have. they announced that he was going to have his own star wars trilogy which i was i did hear that yeah. i was so excited about but you know obviously there's been a very negative uh <laughs> internet backlash <laughs> yeah. to last jedi they haven't canceled it yet but
0: but i feel like they've kind of put all star wars stuff Except for Obi Wan Kenobi's show, I feel like everything else is kind of on some form of pause. Like
1: they're well, they're going hard on TV shows now. They like yeah. they at the end of last year they announced like like twenty TV shows yeah. or something insane. Um, and there's one movie coming out from Patty Jenkins, which I'm looking forward to. Um, but I do love Patty Jenkins. Yeah, so. but there's no no word yet on uh, on if and when Ryan Johnson's trilogy is still happening. I hope it is. But um, I hope so. Whatever happens, though, I'll, I'll follow Ryan Johnson wherever he goes, and especially after having seen Knives Out, which is my second favorite after Last Jedi. <laughs> like, uh, and like, like I said, it's a genre I don't even normally follow, but it was like I love this so much, yeah. so it's like I'm excited <laughs> to see whatever he will choose to do within the um within the genre he decides to work in.
0: I'm just always shocked at how. Few movies he has to his name because I think that this movie is put together so well and it's just it knocks it out of the park in so many ways that he should have like a running backlog list that is just so much longer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it you know, I think there's what five movies in total that like yeah, people can point to, and I, I know he's done some short stuff and, and he worked in TV stuff with him. too yeah and did some stuff with the mountain goats and um but yeah it's just it always surprises me that we're still kind of i don't want to say in the beginning of his career, but it's but you still got a lot still to do early, yeah, 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 um, it's still so early
1: did you um were you a breaking bad fan when that was happening?
0: I was not. it is my sister's absolute favorite show, okay, um cause... which like love my sister dearly, but we're three years apart and ever since she uh, came into this world, I am just a contrarian and anything that she loves, I either hate it or <laughs> choose not to try it. Okay. Which is stupid. Like <laughs> I am in my thirties now. Like I understand that this is mentality, but like my sister loves cereal it took me probably 20 years to realize that I actually also like series, <laughs> That kind of vibe. <laughs> so I have not seen Breaking Bad despite hearing amazing things
1: about it. Oh, and, okay. Because well, um, he was involved yeah. in that. He actually directed a number of episodes. Um, one of the – I think he just is like a – because he makes such strong choices, he kind of courts controversy. And one of, one of my favorite episodes of that show – it's A lot of people's favorites, but then a lot of people are like, that was the worst episode of the whole show. <laughs> and, um, I'm, I'm talking about the fly for any Breaking Bad listeners out there. Uh, <laughs> where it's basically it's just the two main characters are just trying to catch a fly the entire episode.
0: <laughs> that's am- amazing, yeah. It's that's that is a good choice. <laughs> and, um,
1: that was a Ryan Johnson thing. And I remember when I, I found that out, like. I think, I, again, after I saw Last Jedi, I was sort of looking at everything else he did, and I was like, oh, okay, that tracks. I love that episode. I, I love this guy.
0: <laughs> I love when I find out things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I it's I, I got to sit down and, and catch up on it, but there's something about movies that I just hit a snag, and then long-running TV shows where I'm just like... And and I under, Breaking Bad is not light, from what I understand. It would be an emotional investment for me, and I'm not ready for that. It is. <laughs>
1: I will say and i mean I'm, I'm sure this is not news to a lot of our listeners who have been like yeah but that show ended like five years ago who cares but it's more entertaining than you think it's a funnier okay more it's not like all heavy emotional darkness like there's there's plenty of that of course but like almost every episode there's still some amount of humor there's like really cool creative like um you know filmmaking stuff going on like cool musical choices and things so don't think that it's like you're just going to be steeped in misery for like the five seasons that you watch it like it's fun too it's a fun show because i'm not it's not normally my type of thing either
0: i compare it to like i don't know if this will make sense to anybody else other than me and my roommate but like wandavision ended recently and like we watched that religiously on fridays oh yeah that is still trauma of some like that was an emotional investment but there was something about it where i was like yeah we we always have enough spoons for that as where the falcon and the winter soldier (laughs) we're like we have to work up our spoons because that is a different kind of trauma and social commentary and everything that we are loving. But I think outside of episode one, I haven't watched it the day of.
1: since. Oh yeah. It was the same for me. It was like, (laughs) if I went more than like a day or two before getting, like getting to see the new WandaVision, I was like, what is wrong with me? Whereas like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like I let, I, I, let one of them go like I got to watch two episodes in a row because I like I was like "Eh, I don't need to see this right away or like I asked my girlfriend like you want to watch it and she's like not right now it's like okay we can wait and then (laughs) so yeah no it's (laughs) It's a it's a different it's a different thing um yeah and yeah for listeners we are in the middle of Fountain of the Winter Soldier I hear that this week's is really good I haven't watched it yet it's so good I did watch it and like
0: (laughs) my chaotic bi energy was just in so in love with this last episode and Um... Uh actually I think next week is the finale, so yes. uh it is it is going to be. Uh hopefully I, I was a little concerned where it was going, but after this episode I think it it's just gonna be an amazing finale.
1: Uh, so, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. Um is there anything else about this minute that we want to discuss?
1: Um I guess not. It's a shame. I feel like I want to just live in it, but (laughs) I
0: know it is. It is one of the best minutes of this entire movie. Like this scene right here is why, when I realized where we were in the movie, I was so excited to get to talk about these five minutes.
1: It's, it's kind of a roller coaster. Like uh, we'll be getting into it tomorrow, but I like, it's like a one, two, three punch where there's just all sorts of stuff going on this whole week. that I was, was pretty excited about like at first I was like, Oh, okay, it's like the laundromat scene. I was like, oh, wait, no, this is actually great. This is amazing. Yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, do you have anything that you'd like to promote today?
1: Um. Yes. I am... I don't have a Movies by Minute podcast yet. Uh, I don't okay. and I don't have anything planned. I'm just saying that because I would like to do <laughs> one one day. But I want to just um, do a shout-out to some of the other ones that I've guested on. Um, so... If you are interested in hearing more of me talking about movies on a minute-by-minute basis, (laughs) you can hear me on Spider-Man 2 Minute, Flash Gordon Minute, uh, Open the Podcast Doors How, which is the 2001 Space Odyssey Minute, Escape from New York Minute, Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute, The Room Minute, or on the upcoming, uh, not yet released, Akira Minute, which is uh, co-hosted by my brother, Jack Stobald.
0: That's cool. That's so cool. I, yeah, I was going to ask questions, but you know what? I will actually, I'll go ahead and ask, how is it podcasting with your brother? I've never been able to get another family member to do like an actual podcasting. I got my brother to do some audio drama stuff, but like actually come on or guests or anything. Oh. can't convince them.
1: Well, (laughs) I mentioned it earlier this week, reopening the Wormhole, the Deep Space Nine podcast. Yeah. I co-hosted it with my brother and our- That's
0: so cool. And our
1: friend, so- um, (laughs) It's, yeah, it's, I mean, we're not the, we're not the contrarian type of sibling relationship. If anything, we're like, (laughs) if I like this, you're going to like it too. So, like, and um, I almost was going to co-host the Marvel Star Wars Explorers, the the Star Wars comic podcast too. But I was like, actually, you know what? Our opinions are probably too similar. I need to have conversations with somebody (laughs) that are like,
0: kind of maybe like,
1: challenge me or come at me with uh, like a different take so yeah you know it depends on what your relationship is with your siblings but for me and my brother we've always been pretty cool so
0: very cool um very cool.
1: and um, yeah the, the minutes that i've been on he's had me on for two weeks of a, a care minute so far and it seems like it's gonna be really fun
0: that is really fun yeah i have seven siblings and not a one of them are interested in podcasts oh,
1: those poor souls
0: so, i know i'm like i don't Understand what you do with your time, like okay. You say fine, you say seven cool. siblings. I have seven siblings. Yes, oh, I have. Goodness. Uh, my my parents divorced when I was very young, um, so four of them are half siblings, two step siblings, and then uh, my sister who loves Breaking Bad is she's got the same parents. Okay. So wow, it's a a wonderful blended family <sighs> of just I mean, yeah, twenty some odd years of just. Chaos and um, actually, my tastes line up the most with my youngest sibling, and he will be seventeen in two weeks. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what what that says about either of us, but (laughs) well, that's that's the one.
1: (laughs) Well, get him into podcasts.
0: (laughs) I should, I definitely should. (laughs) Um, So for uh, Knives Out minute by minute, you can follow us on Twitter at Knives Out Minutes, all one word. Uh, Please go and rate, review, subscribe in your podcatcher of choice. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, We will be back tomorrow for Friday's episode. Uh, There will be spoilers.